0: This is 3 and 5, on an SLC management podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Steve Peacher, president of SLC Management. Uh, thanks for dialing into this episode of 3 and 5. I've got two people today that I'm really excited to have for this episode. Rich Tamiletti, who runs our total return fixed income team, and John Fiquette at Crescent, who runs their capital markets business, which includes IO bonds and loans and everything related to that. And together, John and Rich run a multi-sector strategy for SLC management. Guys, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thank you. So first, at a high level, from an investor standpoint, why would somebody invest in a multi-sector product as opposed to just trying to do it on their own and investing separately in a, in a bunch of the different asset classes that you
1: might combine into a multi-sector product? Sure. So maybe I'll start. You know, I think strategic asset allocation and fixed income usually considers long-term returns, correlations between asset classes and you know, sort of wherever we are in the credit cycle. You know our Mac strategy has a similar strategic view of the various asset classes we might invest in then in addition we have a tactical tilt on those asset classes based on uh, the opportunity set that our various portfolio management groups see and and our views on on credit markets and so fixed income sector correlations and returns can change quickly and so having professionals who can um, who can quickly identify security level opportunities that help drive our sector exposures we think is is very powerful
2: I just add, Steve, to what Rich said that the world that we invest in today is just so much more interconnected than it used to be. So the need to be nimble and diversified is more important than ever. And I think we're empowered to make what I would call big picture decisions and balance the asset classes that Rich noted to achieve an outcome, right? Whether it's we're going for capital appreciation or sustainable income or minimizing risk, we can do that. We've got a lot of levers to pull.
0: A year ago, if you go back 12 months, there was very little value in the fixed income markets because rates were super low, spreads were really tight. A lot has changed. So spreads in a very different place. People are in a lot of macro concerns about inflation, about uh, they've got the Fed raising rates, people worry about a recession. And so things are in motion. Where do you see value in the market today in the sectors that you're looking at in this
2: multi-sector strategy? Like you said, everything looks pretty attractive compared to where we were a year ago. There's no question about that. There's a lot of opportunities to really dig into. In the world I live in with with high yield bonds and bank loans, we're seeing double-digit yields in a lot of corners of those markets, which we haven't seen in, in a long, long time. We're also seeing opportunities in structured credit, especially CLO debt and equity. In fact, we're looking today at some opportunities, investment grade CLO Debt tranches are offering mid-teens IRRs, and CLO equity even higher potential returns. So there's a lot of opportunities that exist today. We know the markets don't feel great, but that's is precisely the time you want to be looking at these opportunities, and uh, when, you know that's exactly what our focus is right now. Yeah, I'd add two things
1: to that. One is I feel like we not only we have an edge in securitized and structured credit, the liquidity discount at the moment for those sectors of the market is as big as it's been in the last few years. In fact, our work suggests that having stress test the asset quality underlying structure, a lot of the structured credit deals in various sectors versus the credit support that these deals provide, we feel like if you have any sort of reasonable investment horizon, that's a great area to invest if your investments are well underwritten. And the the yields there are similar to uh, middle to high quality, high yield. And and then the other thing, which is somewhat more boring, but just interesting because of the absolute yield, in a short duration, short to intermediate duration, investment-grade corporate bonds actually look quite interesting here just given the absolute yield on them, right? So two or three-year investment-grade corporate bond at 6% is pretty unusual as a risk-reward opportunity and given its absolute yield you guys use uh, less liquid
0: assets as you referred to in this product. And so that means you've really got to manage liquidity at the same time you're trying to make tactical moves as, as relative values change in the market. So talk about that a minute. I mean, how do you manage portfolio liquidity given that you've got a mix of assets between liquid and illiquid and, and how does that intersect with or help or limit uh, your ability to make tactical
1: moves as you see relative value change in the market? Maybe I'll start. We do use private debt in the strategy, and uh, we think it's an excellent diversifier versus public debt. Of course, there's a, an illiquidity and sort of complexity premium that goes along with using that private debt, but I think the benefits are significant in terms of income added versus on a risk-adjusted basis. We find that even with just a 15 or 20% exposure to private debt, the liquidity issues aren't that high, given we use quite a bit of public debt. And then, you know, in addition, as a portfolio level, view we always carry 2 or 3% in cash for opportunities or for if we do have a need for liquidity and then the one other thing that's interesting about our strategy is what uh, we can when we sometimes when we switch between asset classes instead of forcing portfolio managers to make liquidity decisions at times when they may not want to we can use a bit of a derivatives overlay to make adjustments to sectors with, and then slowly move the underlying debt from one part of our strategy to
2: another just add one quick thing to that is beyond the 2 to 3% cash that we normally have, we've got a pool of larger cap, more liquid investment grade assets that can be turned into cash on pretty short notice. And that segment of the portfolio can be a liquidity anchor and then allow us to invest in higher returning, less liquid things like private fixed income and high yield bonds, which can be a return engine over the long term.
0: Well, I think I'm biased, of course, but I think this is going to be a great time starting this fall, probably for the next 12 to 18 months in the credit markets, being able to move between sectors as values change, short rates as the Fed stops raising rates, as uh, you know, we see how the economy develops and we see what happens with the credit spreads. It's a great time to, for investors to be in these markets and looking at this kind of products. Uh, there's timely. Let me throw out unrelated to the credit markets. You guys live on opposite coasts, but you're both Philadelphia sports fans. So I have two questions that I'll I'll throw at you. Despite the fact that Phillies lost the World Series, you must have had some favorite moments of either the uh, World Series or the playoffs. So what was your favorite moment for the Phillies at the end of the season? And uh, are the uh, Eagles going to win the Super Bowl?
2: Uh, Well, I'll take the Eagles question. I'll let Rich take the Phillies. That's more heartbreaking. They certainly look great, right? Undefeated. Expectations were not very high for the Eagles. Very reminiscent of 2017, 2018 season when they kind of snuck into playoffs, caught everybody by surprise and um, beat the Patriots, which I'll never forget for the rest of my life. The first and only Eagles Super Bowl. So, I (laughs) feel very good about that even four years later.
1: Well, I'll start out by saying, even though I should speak about the Phillies, I'll start saying a couple things about the Eagles. One, they are favored to win the rest of their games according to the betting lines, which I take quite a bit of fear in. (laughs) Uh, But uh, they do look good all around, and so it's fun. They're certainly fun to watch. I'll just say, Bryce Harper's home run, you know, to basically seal the deal was probably a highlight for me. But I watched all the games. That my brother came around and we watched them and it was fun while it lasted and we were we, we were happy to to see them go so deep into the playoffs.
0: Well that Harper home run was a special moment. And also that the Schwarber home run that went like 400 and I don't know how many feet in like a nanosecond was also a pretty cool (laughs) moment. Um, And all I'll say is that I've been to one Super Bowl and it was in Jacksonville when the Pats beat the Eagles and the Eagles kind of gave it at the end. So so you Get up, huh? (laughs) All right. Well, listen, this was a good conversation. Thanks guys for taking the time and thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of 3 and 5.